and I need to make you full screen because they see a bunch of different things. Hold on. Let's fix this on the go. There we go. Now we're good. What's going on, everybody? We are here on Wednesday, the 8th of December, 2021. We're yet another edition of the Timmy, the Jesse and Timmy show. And look this way. She's on video. How are you I'm doing? Okay. I'm okay. How are you? Doing really well myself. To dig out all my webcam and all my streaming <laughs> stuff. Find it because I haven't used it in six months. I to find it. Hey, we got it working. We're good to go. We're live. We got stuff to talk about. Like, what Jess thought of NXT War Games. We're going to talk a little NXT 2.0. Johnny Gargano, Kyle O'Reilly and all that. And, and... Have you seen the stuff going on with Corey Graves on Twitter? A little bit. I thought we'd maybe talk a little bit about that as well. <laughs> uh-oh. Uh-oh. That look on your face. <laughs> but before we get into that, I want to say thank you for joining us here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash PWUnlimited. And Twitter.com forward slash PWUnlimited. Remember, if you're watching on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out by hitting that donate button down below or donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can subscribe to the channel either with a tiered subscription or with Amazon Prime. Plus, if you're watching on YouTube over there, you can put a super chat or a super sticker in the live chat. That is the best way to get your comment, question, or answer, question answered. But let's kick it off. What did you think? Everyone knows what I thought. What did you think of War Games? Right, so we we said, didn't we? We said last week we were looking forward to seeing what they do and seeing if there's going to be much of a change, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't see that much of a change, I'm going to be honest. War Games itself, I, I really, the women's match, great for me, absolutely brilliant. Um... Men's was okay, I think. It's all right. I wasn't I wasn't thrilled about uh, the pay-per-view war games overall. I wasn't jumping with joy about it. I pretty much avoided the hair, heavy hair, I'm going to be honest, because <laughs> I just was not, was not feeling it. Right. So. But I know, like, for me, I was opposite. I thought the men's match was better. I do see the criticism yeah. a lot of people did have of it did go a little long. The match was almost 40 minutes. <laughs> the men's match went 38. The women's match went 31. So I did see that criticism of, yeah, the men's match did go a little long. But, I mean, I mean, like I, like I said the other day, I thought the show overall was better than I expected. I expected <laughs> it to not be as good as it was. So that's a positive, I guess you could say. The uh, men's tag match was good as well. Yes, that was my favorite match of the show. I thought that match was great, and Imperium was just, holy crap, good. So good. Yeah. So. Was, um, I can't remember what, who we predicted as, as the winners. I think we said Imperium. The um, war game with the men and women. Who did we predict in the end? Um, I think we both said... We were wrong on the women's match because we both said Toxic Attraction would win. Yes, we did. I'm still quite surprised about it, actually. And then I think we said that the uh, new guys would win in the men's match as well. So we were right about that one. Yeah. They did. They did. Yeah, they did well, the guys. Yeah. Really did. But yeah, I was, I was 
could see that it was going to be older right um, ladies really i think you knew it would be them yeah i, I thought it was going to be started, Mandy or one of her girls winning, but nope, they went the Cora Jade route, which I kind of like because it's building somebody new. So mm. I think that they just look so strong. Like Kaylee Ray looks so oh, strong. Yeah. Raquel, like, and then she's insane. I liked last night. I don't know if you watched last night's NXT when Kaylee Ray walks up to Cora Jade and gives her the baseball bat and goes, You may need this more than I do right now. Oh, I like Kaylee Ray. She's so great. do I. And yeah, I'm, I was a bit unsure on kind of Cora Jade, but uh, she she performed. She was in like a kind of a team with people that have got a little bit more experience of her on her right. team. Yeah. So she was the least. She did have. Bless her. She you know she had a lot to kind of live up to. She was the only she one on well. her. I think, if I'm thinking correctly, she was the only one on her team that hadn't done war games before. Hmm. So. Oh, I think she. I think she did really well. I, I think she did really well as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But speaking of war games and NXT and whatnot, last night's NXT we saw a couple possible goodbyes on the show, but there was even more that happened off camera. So last night we did see Kyle O'Reilly get beat by Von Wagner in the the cage match, and then after the cage match, got beat up even more. And at the end of the show, we saw Johnny Gargano say his good goodbyes. I think he's just moving up to the main roster and staying with WWE. I could be wrong there. But from everything I was told, I, I, go for it. I think he's going. You think he's going? Yeah. Huh. So yeah. it's weird because the way Kyle O'Reilly was saying his goodbyes off camera last night and Gargano was were different. Because I was speaking with somebody that was there live throughout the entire night, and I was told after the cage match, went to commercial, Kyle O'Reilly went and hugged all the referees around the ring and started telling all the fans goodbye, thank you, this and that. After the Johnny, Gargano, after the Johnny Gargano segment, they put him through the table, Grayson Waller did whatever his thing at the end of the show, and then Johnny just got up, Ciampa and Kyle O'Reilly came out, and they all had a moment in the ring. But Johnny never, like, hugged everybody like he was gone, gone. Was never talking to the fans as if, I'm not going to see you in this kind of a setting again. I think it's either, A, Johnny's just taking time off for the pregnancy with Candace and all that, or he's sticking around and he's going to show up eventually on the main roster. That's how I see it. Just by the way they were both saying their goodbyes differently last night off camera. I don't want Kyle to go. <laughs> I really don't. I, do you know what? I've always preferred him over Johnny. Really? Gonna be on it. Yeah. Yeah. So he's the one for me that I'm sad about. Really for sad me, about. I think, I think it's better that, that Kyle Riley leaves, goes to AEW. Maybe they do Undisputed Era, whatever they're gonna call it over there. That'll be really cool. But for Johnny, so I was told about like four or five months ago that people in WWE see Johnny Gargano as their next Daniel Bryan. The smaller guy that everybody just loves can do anything you throw at him, and it's always good. Because when you think about it, whenever they would tell Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson, we need you to do this, even if it's different than he, what he was doing, he took it, ran with it, made it his own. Gargano, same thing. He was the beloved babyface. They made him do the way stuff as a heel, and he killed it, and everybody loved him. So I was told like five months ago or so, this guy could be the next Daniel Bryan we've been looking for. 
So I don't know if Vince sees him like that as well. But if he does, maybe that's some hope that on the main roster, they actually try. And they don't change him too much. I think with Kyle, he was, he was doing really well. This is the thing. Mm. The last few months, he's been getting a little bit more of a push. Then when all that come up, I was like, oh, no. But there, here's the Sorry, thing, though. My thing with the, him getting the push is like, hey, look, we'll actually do something with you. Stay, stick around kind of a thing. But then they had, you know, when I think, I don't know. I think his contract, just like Johnny's, is up at the end of the week. I don't know anything on what they have decided. I'm only going off of what it seems to me by the impression I've got of what they did last night. But again, with Johnny, I think he's going to stay. With Kyle, I think he's going to leave. And I've said for a while now, I think leaving is the best bet for Kyle because, and I like Kyle O'Reilly a lot, but I've seen the criticism and I've noticed it sometimes. When he does his promos, they come off just a little generic sometimes. And I think if he tries to cut a promo like that on the main roster, Vince might see him and go, oh, what the hell? With Gargano, I think he can do the stuff just like Daniel Bryan was, where you throw him anything, he can work with it. Comedy, serious, this, that. And I think Kyle Riley could have gotten there, but I think Vince wouldn't have had the patience to wait for him to get there. And I just think Gargano's just that one little tiny step above Kyle O'Reilly. In the, in the ring, I think they're the same. I think they're both equal in the ring, but Johnny's got that, I guess, promo stuff down better that they wouldn't have to, like, okay, we got to work on him kind of thing. And so if you throw him, I think if you throw him over to AEW, he works with Adam Cole and Bobby Fish and stuff as a unit. They'll be really well. I think it may be a little too soon because I, especially with Kenny Omega out now, I wanted them to bring Kyle in when Adam Cole turns on the elite and then we get Undisputed Era versus the elite. And Kenny's going to be gone until at least February. So it's like, I could have seen what I would have liked them to do is had Kyle Riley, Bobby Fish together without Adam Cole, but they're already doing the Kyle and Adam. So great. But they're already doing the Bobby and Adam are almost best friends kind of thing. So they can't throw Kyle in there. Yeah, I don't know. Because it'll be weird if they turn on just the young bucks now. What? Kenny Omega's going to come. Kenny's going to come save them and now they're all baby faces? Maybe. They turned the elite back into baby faces, undisputed era of the heels. I thought it would have been the other way around, but they could oh, do it that cool. way. The thing is, those guys, it could work either way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever they do, they could just work. Right. But. So if Johnny Gargano is going to go, and this is like, again, me presuming, to the main roster, where do you think they should debut him? Rumble, maybe? Let him sit out till rumble and then all of a sudden it's like hey look it's johnny gargano he's back make everyone I'm think so. he's leaving then the thing is with me i worry because they do this don't they they, they don't keep certain people's surprises ruin it yeah like you yeah. know like with so many of them they say oh come in next week on raw or give it a few weeks they're gonna come on raw and you just think surprise us Give us a little bit of su surprise. So I'd hope he was in the Rumble. If he's yeah. not going to leave, that would be really good. So And they ruined it with John Morrison, didn't they? When they... Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. 
So I don't know if she was just screwing with the fans or not, but Candace was greeting the fans uh, at War Games. She was talking to fans at War Games after the show, and the guy that I was speaking to that was there said that he asked Candace, hey, what's Johnny going to do? And she looked straight at him, and she goes, he's going to go on maternity leave with me for a little bit. That's all she said. He's going to go on maternity leave with me. Didn't say he was leaving WWE, didn't none of this. So gave the assumption to the fans there that, oh, he's not going anywhere for the long term, but he'll be back in a little bit. Mm. That's what she was telling people. And she apparently looked super happy yesterday and last night when they were just there in front of the live crowd and not the cameras on. So, and I also know Shawn Michaels came out and hugged them all, especially Johnny and Candice as well. It's like, I do think they're, they're staying. And her contract is apparently up next spring. So. See, for me, I've never been her biggest fan. I don't know what it is about huh. her, but I just find it flat. It's flat. I've never been her biggest fan. Are you saying just in WWE or even before WWE? Just in general, just find huh. it flat. Well, I know <laughs> in WWE... Outside of like the stuff with the way, she was just kind of a generic girl on the roster. They never really gave her anything outside of when they finally put her and Johnny with with um, Indy Hartwell and Austin Theory. Before that, she was just another girl on the roster, and they never gave yeah. her anything special. So maybe that's why. I don't know because I when when obviously they did big changes. She had the new hair and everything, mm-hmm. and I thought well, she's going to come out and she's going to be different. Me, it's the same person. True, it's the same. Exactly the same. I was like, oh, I thought, oh, go on, Candice. Like, really give it something. I just felt it's the exact same as before she left. Yeah, you're not wrong there. That's why I've just never been able to be like, oh, wow, like she's amazing. So, with Johnny's contract up on Friday, if he doesn't... Now, here's going to be the big tell if he stays or not, if he's re-signing. If they actually do a Grayson Waller match with him, since Grayson Waller is the one that laid him out last night. If they do some somehow announce, hey, Johnny Gargano is going to take on Grayson Waller after what happened last week, that would mean he's staying because his contract is up Friday. So do they spoil that, do the match, and then bring him to the main roster? Or just say, oh, no, Grayson Waller took him out and took him out of NXT altogether? Or they do... Hey, they, he goes, maybe Johnny goes away for a bit. Maybe he graces in the, the Rumble. Eliminate, the Rumble. That'd be an interesting one. Eliminates him from the Rumble to get his payback. Mm-hmm. See, mm-hmm. my prediction, when I was talking to my friend yesterday, my prediction was if Johnny's done with NXT, you have Braun Breaker as the one that takes him out, and then that is the reason why Gar- Gar- Ciampa agrees to give him the title match to do re- revenge for Johnny, but they didn't go that route. That's the way I would have booked it. Because I was talking to a friend. He's like, how do they write off Gargano? I said, Braun Breaker, and that's how he gets his title match. Ciampa says no. He attacks Johnny. Ciampa says, fine. I want revenge for Johnny. You can have the title match. But that's a moot point now since they didn't go that way. I'm intrigued. Because Breaker last night did do the, I want another shot at the title since I pinned Ciampa in War Games. And it's like, okay, well, you lost last time. Yeah, they're one and one. Technically, they've pinned each other each one time. But I'm so if they do the second Braun Breaker Champa title match, does Breaker win the title this time? I reckon so. 
I would think you. I don't think you beat him twice for, in a title match that quick. Here's the thing, though. Champa has said in the past, and I don't know if this was in 2019. I don't know if his thought process has changed. In 2019, he literally said, "I'd rather retire." And this was in a non-storyline interview. He said, "I'd rather retire than work WWE's main roster." Yeah, but. I think he was alluding to the four. I get that though. I get it because because of him, he's mm-hmm. he's a lot of the heart of that of oh, yeah. NXT. It really is. And I know one of the things he had mentioned was the schedule. He didn't want to do that schedule. They were on the road four or five days a week back then. They're still on the road a lot now, which is weird because they had said they were going to scale back house shows and they haven't. They're just still Monday, Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So. I know that was one of the things that he was alluding to before was he didn't want to do that schedule on the main roster. Plus, he didn't know how they would use him on the main roster. They tried to bring him up once, and then he got hurt. Because if you remember when Ricochet and Aleister Black came up, they were trying to bring up Johnny and Ciampa as well, and then Ciampa had to have the neck surgery. I don't know who kind of feud with straight away on the main roster. So that is a tough one. So if they do take the title off of him, they would probably, I would think, at the New Year's Evil show on the 4th, January 4th, would be a good one to do the title match. And then maybe him and him and Gargano, both main roster debuts in the Rumble. I just hope, well, no. Maybe they bring him up as a tag team on the main roster. Start him off as a tag team. DIY back together again. That would work. Because, but, yeah, I think that would work. DIY versus RK Bro. Oh, I like that. <laughs> also, did you, you like see that? did you see Riddle on NXT last night as the shop? Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you didn't like it? No. I've, honestly, I used to love Matt Riddle. I've just lost all my men and women. Sort of him, I was like, oh god. <laughs> Is that him and him and Randy Orton gonna maybe I don't know, do some do some little tag team matches? I don't know, but because that would be good. Yeah. But like Riddle was honestly the last one I was expecting last night. Because I'm like, they're not gonna bring someone from the main roster, and then they did. But at the same time, he makes sense for what they were going for with, with the whole thing. I just think it should have been someone that's not in a tag team. Yeah. Absolutely. But it could be funny on Monday. It could be funny on Monday if Randy Orton goes, what were you doing with those guys? I told you to stay out of other people's business. We need to worry about us, not other people. Because that's what he keeps telling them on Raw. Don't worry about other people's stuff. Worry about us and our titles. Maybe Randy can, like... Berate him a little bit for it. <laughs> like, why are you wasting time with them? I, do, I strangely do like them two together. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know how it works, but it does. Right. It works. <laughs> Get it. So, as we move forward, over the last, I don't know, 15, 16 hours or so, 
there's been a little thing going online with Corey Graves and the way he talks about women on commentary. So people online started talking about how when there's a women's match, he's only talking about their looks and how he's kind of belittling the women, making it all about their looks and whatnot. And so Corey Graves tried to come back and go, no, I just do that with my girlfriend, my fiance, whatever. It's like, no, you don't. He used to do this with Mandy Rose all the time. Oh, it was awful with Mandy. Yeah. Oh, do you know what? I'm sorry, but if I was Carmella. <laughs> but no, no, no. No, no, he could no. just be like, hey, it's the job. I had to play the role. It's the job. Yeah, no. But he had some. Oh, he's a little bit far with Mandy Rose, didn't he? Yeah. I'm trying to find the initial tweet here. I think I here. saw something there. All right, I found it. So this person tweeted out, when an announced team can't, quote, focus on a match and is consistently commenting on the physical appearance of competitors, especially when it's women in the ring, it's time to find professional broadcasters who can tell the story without being distracted by the athletes. Corey then would respond to this tweet and say, well, then I suggest you find a different field than sports entertainment. If you can't differentiate between a TV character and an actual journalist, then I don't trust anything you have You have to say. And he kept going. He kept going. Where he then sent out another tweet right here. Let me pull this one up. Um, he said, I don't see anything wrong. I, did say, I didn't say anything about her gender. I specifically targeted about the... Um, Dana Brooke thing where he said that she hasn't progressed. He said, I didn't say anything about her gender. I specifically targeted her lack of understanding between fiction and reality and so forth. He then would go on to send another tweet that said, in 2021, being engaged to an absolutely wildly talented, beautiful woman and talking about how amazingly beautiful and talented I think she is on TV because we work at the same place is somehow offensive to some people on Twitter. But it's not just Carmella. He did this all the time with Mandy Rose as well, is the thing. So I get it if he's just talking about his fiance. But it's not just Carmella. I don't know if you have any thoughts. I used to was a bit awkward with Mandy Rose. Right, and I don't know how far into his relationship with Carmella. He was at that point, and I don't want to talk about the whole stuff that his ex-wife tried saying with him and Carmella and all that, but, so, I mean, I get where you're coming from, though. It's like, he's over here. We know he's, you know, it's almost like the Jerry Lawler thing, where he was always just all about puppies, puppies. It's like, Corey yeah, Graves, yeah, was like, I will complain, actually. To be honest, it was like Corey Graves was trying to do it in a less offensive way, but the same thing, almost, to be honest. It's always thing is now he shouldn't do it as much. He really right. shouldn't do it. Now, I don't see him do it with anybody else any more than just Carmella. But Not do you anymore, think no. but do you think it's still too much to where he focuses so much on her looks on commentary that it's hurting her credibility in the ring? Even though it's him, her fiance. No, because thing is she is very talented. Yes, and we like, see her improve all the time. 
she doesn't get sometimes she doesn't get kind of recognition she deserves either she's great mm. um, but then at the same time her whole thing at the minute and for a little while has been how she looks how she is True. and it is kind of going along them lines and since Saturday in the Twitch chat says Wade Barrett kind of does the same thing now with Mandy Rose on NXT. Huh. And I now that I think about it, he does, but I think he's playing up to her saying that she's all about her looks. Because that's her thing too, is Toxic Attraction is all about their looks. So I think he's playing that up just like now, like you said, Carmella's gimmick is all about her looks. So Corey is playing that up now. It's not in the past where he's like, oh, it's Mandy Rose, God's gift to the world. I think with, with Wade Barrett, it's kind of the same where he's playing up her gimmick right now. And I think Corey's doing the same, like you said, with Carmella as well. Maybe they should just stop it. <laughs> no, this ain't going to happen. We're not going to have these problems. Well, I mean, the whole thing with toxic attraction is that they think, and this is what's been reported, they think... Pretty women will get the younger boys to watch the show. And so that's why they're pushing them prominently. Yeah. Joking. That's what's been reported by multiple different people. That they think pretty women and good-looking men will get a younger audience. Because NX, so out of every main wrestling show, whether it's Raw, SmackDown, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, or NXT, NXT has had the oldest audience as far as, like, people... The main audience of NXT is over 50 years old. So their their thought process with NXT 2.0 was hot women, attractive men, that'll get the younger people watching. No, 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 no. My issue with that is, okay, may, say, say that does work, but now you're bringing in such people with such little experience that we see all their flaws on TV. It's embarrassing for everyone involved. Yeah. Now there's, there's people that maybe should be training a lot more. You can't just bring them up because they're younger and pretty. Exactly. Like that. It's, Tiffany, it's just uh, embarrassing. Well, like they have that new girl that they're they're teasing every week, that Tiffany Stratton, where she's all about um, uh, the, the daddy's <laughs> girl, and I don't have to worry about money because I know daddy will always pay for it, and that you know. That's the route they're well, going have seen, with. Have we seen her wrestle properly yet? Have we seen much of her? She's wrestled one match on 205 Live. How was that? Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but I was told it was all right. Okay. And apparently, I was told Last Legend is working this week on 205 Live, and she was actually very impressive to the live crowd. Like, she came off super athletic in her match. Slash Legend's another one that they brought in. We haven't seen her do any wrestling, and she's had her little talk show thing. Intrigued. But apparently, she looked... She looked. So what I was told by the person that I was speaking to that was there last night was, you should watch the Lash Legend match for it being her first match. Very impressive, and she seems super athletic. And I think she's a former basketball player. That the, I think that's what people have been talking about on Twitter today. With all uh, this new signings they're doing. Well, no, gonna, that is different. different. That is different. So you're talking about oh, the, so you're talking about the NIL deals. What those are is so here in America, forever, college athletes were not allowed to have sponsorships. They were not allowed to get paid 
for their likeness. And so, like, when we would have, like, the college football or college basketball video games, they would put the actual athletes in the game. They couldn't make any money off their likeness. The money would go to the school. But starting this year, college athletes are now allowed to get sponsorships and make money off of their likeness. And so WWE is using this as a recruitment tool. They are now going to sponsor a bunch of wrestlers, pay, or not wrestlers, but college athletes, pay them and in hopes when they're done with college, they sign a deal with WWE to wrestle for them. That's the hope of this because they can now pay them to be representatives and sponsor, sponsor them basically. So if WWE wants them to cut a video for social media advertising WrestleMania or they want them to advertise something, they're allowed to do it now in college sports. I, I have two completely different opinions on it. Go for it. Magic Cups, they can do that. But at the same time, athletes are amazing. And look at you know someone like Bianca or Charlotte, who've both been athletes. Mm. So it's like, it, it could be amazing because you think, wow, you could have some talent mm. in, really good talent. But at the same time, you think, putting a lot of money into these kind of things when just let off the roster go in the last year. I don't think they're paying them a lot, though. I don't think it's going to be significant money that they're paying these people. It's not good. It's not going to be pennies. No, it's not, not going to be pennies. Be no, pennies. it's going to be more than they could have been making previous, though, because they couldn't. This, this is the first year that this is allowed to happen, where college athletes in America can now be sponsored and make money off of their likeness. So it is a new thing. And then there's controversy behind it because there have been college athletes in the past that were paid for sponsorship stuff, and then they got reprimanded for it. And so we'll see how that all goes. But that is WWE's new thing. It's a new way for them to try to recruit athletes. We're going to pay them now under a sponsorship NIL deal. And hopefully when they're done with college, they can come sign with us and become WWE superstars. Some of them are amazing. Some of the athletes that we've had are really incredible. Mm-hmm. I do see why because sure. I mean one of the, the issues people have brought up recently is okay so they they sign like football players to this deal what's it to them that they don't just end up going to the NFL and they take all this money from WWE saying oh yeah maybe we'll come to you when we're done with college and then they go to the NFL and then WWE's like uh, we spent all this money on this guy and then now we got nothing out of it mm-hmm. are they do you get that because then that's the other question. Are they looking for, do they then in turn, in hopes to sign somebody, look for a lesser talented football player in hopes of they don't make it to the NFL and so their fallback is WWE? Because we've seen a number of people try to go to the NFL, like, for instance, Baron Corbin, Mojo Rawley, not making in, in the NFL. WWE say, hey, come work for us, and then they become wrestlers. Oh, I don't know. Out of all the football players that I saw that they had, quote, signed to this deal, I'd never heard of any of them. They're none of the mainstream, more, you know, attention-getting athletes. So that's the question is, do they sign the lesser-known athletes hoping that they go to WWE and not try to go pro in the sport they're playing now? I just don't know. That's the issue, so... We'll see. Putting a lot of money into it, and it might not work. Exactly. 
Oh. And I don't know how much they're paying them. It can't be much. It's got to be less than an NXT deal. And apparently NXT Mm -hmm. deals are not that great money-wise anyways. So. uh, Yeah. I mean, the good thing with NXT deals is when you're in NXT, they pay for your road expenses. At least they did when they were traveling. And then once you get to the main roster, it's we're going to pay you more, but you also have to pay your own road expenses. So. Yeah. Thing is, if you are on NXT, that, that you know, you could potentially be on the main roster. <clears throat> so, but yeah, that's what that new the new signings are. They're actually not even signings for WWE. There's basically WWE sponsoring them in hopes that eventually, when they finish college, they come work for them, with no guarantee. To be honest, at least I don't think there's a guarantee in there unless they. And I don't think they can, like, sign them to any deal that say you have to come work with us when you're done with college. I don't think they can do that. I'm intrigued to see how it turns out. So, so am I. I think, what was yeah. it? 12 they announced, maybe? I could be wrong on that number. There was a few. The twins. I think it was two girls. Twins. Yeah. See if I can find it here really quickly. They're the twins, aren't they? Um, they... It was 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 15. Those 15 athletes, college athletes that they signed. And yeah, like I said, none of them are like, especially the football players, because I keep up for the most part with college football online. I'll watch, you know, all the highlights and stuff on SportsCenter. And now the names of the college football players they signed, I haven't heard of any of them ever get mentioned on like ESPN or anything. Same with basketball, because I keep up with college basketball as well. They signed, I think they signed a basketball player from Duke. They actually signed one of the female basketball players, the the twins. They play for the college here in my city. Really? So I might need to reach now thinking about it, I may need to reach out to them for to talk about and maybe get some info about this. Because they're basketball players here locally. I'm intrigued. Oh, ask them. I want to know. Like, yeah, I might. Because they're from. It says they're from Arizona, but they play for Fresno State, which is here. Interesting. I mean, yeah, yeah. Haley and Hannah Cavender. Hmm. Interesting. And it's interesting that they're the ones that you mentioned too. And then I realized they're playing here locally. <clears throat> hmm. Hmm, intrigued. Very. Very intrigued. But with that, I think time to wrap things up here. Where can they find you? Um, well, you can find me just on Twitter, really. Watches Jess. That's what I've really got going on at the minute, if I'm honest. I haven't done any content in months. <laughs> months, literally. Like six months, it's been... Someday, I will return. Well, until that day returns, you'll be here talking with me every week about wrestling, which is super fun to do. Again, I want to say thank you for joining me here this week. Thank you, everybody, for watching live in the chat as well, whether that's on Twitch, Twitter, or YouTube. We will be back together next week. I'll be back tonight talking AEW Dynamite. So with that, guys, have a great Wednesday, and I'll see you guys later.